Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have guest Amina Imani. Hey, y'all, what's going on? Ooh. Uh, uh, by the way, it says what's that up? my internet connection is unstable. So I think that uh, that's the issue. Oh, that might be the issue. Are you not on Wi Fi? I am, but my Wi Fi here kind of sucks. Oh, okay. But I've never had. I got Verizon. Oh, okay. Well, no one likes a bragger. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to invest in yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) thank you, Mina, for coming on. Um, Let's talk about the election results, which I think are final, by the way. I think yeah. it's like definite, but then Trump is acting like it's not. He's going to do something about it. Yeah. Well, did you hear how he announced he was going to have a conference at the Four Seasons Hotel, but then accidentally booked the Four Seasons Total Landscaping? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> so they had to do like a conference in a parking lot in Philadelphia. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, it's time for him to go, you know, he reached, you know, I don't even, and that's the scary part, like how he got here, how people still voted for him. That's the really scary reality of it all. But, um, I'm just glad I'm relieved. I'm, you know, I'm relieved. Um, I'm excited because, uh, Kamala went to Howard University, so she's a former alum, you know, just like me. So, you know, H-U, you know, so it's hype. Um, (laughs) and, and I realized how important, uh, representation is for 
especially the younger generation. So um, I'm just relieved and glad. I'm not like, you know, flip cars and turn up and, you know, I'm not, I'm not like overly excited because I feel like, especially now being in pandemic, you know, you just, you wake up and you realize that things have been wrong for a long time and it's really going to take a lot to change it. So I'm not sure, you know, if this election, we can just really act like it's something trailblazing, but uh, I feel like it can, it gives us hope. So hopefully things do get better. And I'm glad and relieved that Trump is out of the office for sure. Cause it was just, it was getting nasty. It was, it was like, like how disgusting, how disgusting can, you be? can you be? Yeah. Um, I think it's amazing on so many levels, having the first female vice president ever and a woman of color too. Like those are two huge historical things. That's unfortunate. It is so historical. It's crazy that we haven't had a female in there before. Um, but it, yeah, I, I'm very, very happy. And I try to be, I think it's pretty obvious I'm a liberal person. I try lately on my podcast to not get too political and I kind of didn't leading up to the election, but I'm sorry, Saturday felt like such a victory. Um, I felt like I could literally breathe. It felt like a, a weight had been lifted, um, knowing that, first of all, having a president who believes that climate change is real <laughs> right. feels important. Um, and just, you know, Biden- denounces racism. Denounces racism. Um, cares about, I feel, it feels like he cares, cares about the collective as a whole, all people. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I also think he's not too, too far to the left. So for Republicans who don't want someone that is over there, he feels kind of centrist. So I think, I think it's a good move for every single person, even Trump supporters. So I know he said that he was like, I'm going to serve the people who didn't vote for me and I'm going to serve the people who did. I was like, mm, all right. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? Every time he said it, I felt like it was just an air of silence. <laughs> like, mm, all right, you know, stay, stay, you know, stay positive. <laughs> but. There are some people though, who were saying, Oh yeah, right. We'll see if we really see a change. Like a lot of people are bringing up the Obama administration and saying racism still persisted. Um, there were still mass shootings. How do you feel about that? I still think it's a victory. I think it's amazing. I think we're slowly evolving and becoming more of a united front together. So I think this is a step in that direction. Um, even if you just looked at Trump's Twitter, he was constantly tweeting divisive statements, you know? Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about that though? Like, do you- Well, I mean, I, I get it. I'm not, I'm not against, you know, anybody's feelings of apathy. Cause it's like after an election it's not going to change the beliefs of everybody in the United States of America. You know what I mean? So we are still going to be faced with issues and also, I think sometimes people need to realize that also this is a capitalist society as well. So that also is a plague 
when it comes to race, gender, uh, and a lot of inequalities in itself. So um, I think if people alter their expectations based on a reality of where we are, then I don't think then you would be 100% apathetic. I think you'll just be able to understand, you know, it's just more work to be done. And so um, I'm glad that we can safely have these conversations when it comes to, um, you know, what's wrong versus what's right, as opposed to, you know, just, just <laughs> like you really couldn't have an intelligent conversation with this person, you know what I mean? So uh, I think if you, if you wanna focus on the negative, by all means, uh, focus on it. But if that encourages you to, to change things, you know, by all means, I promote that as well. But uh, I think that this does like lead a little light and, and hope for a lot of people. And um, I mean, I know it sounds cliche that things has been getting better. It's, it's very sad, it's disheartening because I realized that even as a 33 year old black woman, I carried trauma for so many years before that I was even born. So it just feels very, very unfair. Um, but the reality is that, um, you know, the more awareness, the more education, and, and the more that you really do try, you'll get more from that. Giving up and, and being negative and, and, and not putting in any effort is not going to change or alter anything. So I'd rather be on the, the side of trying, staying positive and remaining hopeful because that is the only place that you're going to get something different. That's beautiful. Yeah. You can't really, I guess a lot of people get hurt from being hopeful because they feel let down over and over again. But, and, and you were saying you can appreciate to a degree why some people are apathetic, but we have to keep trying. We have to keep fighting for a better future. I believe in it for so many reasons. Um, and I've never asked this question. Amina and I have been friends for about almost like eight to nine years, I believe. Um, and I don't think I ever asked you this in this way, but how have you faced systemic racism directly? Um, obviously you have because we live in a world where it still happens. I mean, don't laugh at me. First of all, Amina, Amina and I had a web series called Kate and Amina. And one of the sketches she would, we, cause she would say this to me all the time. She'd go, you're so white. And I feel like I just got that vibe from you. Girl, we were you about just, to make you fun just of went me. full blown white woman on me, girl. You just went full blown <laughs> white, white, white. Hey, tell me how, how has it been? How, how are you coping? As so a this black is why. Person. <laughs> what what are the difficult? It's the same fucking difficulties that has been for the past some hundred odd years. The hell? I know you don't have to blame me right now. Look. No, but y'all really, you know what? It's like I and I get the genuine concern. Um but you know, we just we really do have to educate ourselves and 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 take it back to the basics. You know, we sit in classrooms and you know we learn about Christopher Columbus and we learn about so many other things and we just move on and be like, yeah, we got our national history. But when it comes to black history, when it comes to the plight of the black struggle, th these are in books. These are in books. You see it in movies, you see it. And so for me, um, 
you know, when a part when a person is born black, sis, <laughs> that is the start of their struggle. That is the start. And I even have a six-year-old son where it's the same thing for him. He was born and his struggle started the day he was born. You know, that the the officers are coming into his classroom and they're viewed as friends. But when he's out there in society, that's a completely different take on how it's gonna be and affect his life. So um I mean and then I'm I'm a comedian. I'm a I'm a woman. <laughs> I, I want a family, you know, but most of our black men are incarcerated and undereducated, you know, uh they're stripped from homes, uh welfare. It's just it's it's it's, it's so broad um that 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 I mean Sometimes you just don't even want to talk about it because you just kind of want to just have a regular day. But uh, I feel like I've named a few, but also just anything that you can imagine, sis. That's 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 how it's been. No, I loved, even though you kind of made fun of me at first, <laughs> then you went into, I think, a beautiful and real response of education and how... Mm-hmm we learn even our history books are whitewashed. Mm. Um, and I, I had a book, I bought a book, I think I still have it years ago called Lies My Teacher Told Me. And the way that, I think it's slightly changing now, but not enough, but the way we even teach about the wars that occurred, you know, it's very one-sided. And even with what happened on 9-11, Um, It was a wake up call as to, huh, why do other countries want vengeance? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What's their perspective? Because Mm -hmm. we're taught that everything we do is right. Mm -hmm. You know, meanwhile, there's so much stain in the soil of our country. Mm -hmm. And there are other countries that do messed up things as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think starting to get really honest about the history of the u.s and the world and just suffering in general um and and really learning to try to be in someone else's shoes right and caring because i and it it might be something that yeah i mean it might be something that you can't even fathom because like you know i'm raising a six-year-old uh a black boy and like even from the time that i had to find a kindergarten school you know, fortunately for a white person, they don't have to worry about, oh, as is my son going to be around people that look like him? Is mm. he going to be able to excel and, and get an education that is, is, is fair or progressive for his brain, right? And so here I am in New York City trying to navigate the education system, which is the most racially divided system in the nation. And Mm. I just want my son to get a good education, right? So then you have this gifted and talented program, right? That's supposed to have classes in every every district, but my district, there are no gifted and talented classes. So then he gets to a district citywide school where you don't have to be in the zone because that's a whole nother thing. You have to be in the zone and, and then the lottery and all this other drama, right? And then here we are, he's the only black boy in his class. So, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I gained 40 pounds and and everybody's like, why? And I'm like, 
because just the reality of where we are is is stressful and and as a mom you know yeah my 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 pregnancy was unplanned and and so on and so forth but you want to give your child the best and and it's like oh it has a price tag on it it has a price tag on it and and that's that's messed up so yeah and you're such a good mom I Thank love my son. He is so bright, so talented. You, like you see my, you see my, you see my <laughs> she showed me her ass. You look good. Thank you, boo. These look popping. You look good, though. I mean, you're always a bright light of a person. But I haven't seen you in a bit. You look great. It's been a minute. That's why I ain't know why you ain't want to do the, you know, record it with the video. Like, girl, come. Well, yeah, I've been having some more, but you know, pray come see this now. <laughs> I think one of the other answers to racism is them picking up a TV show of Kate and Amina, but that's just a selfish <laughs> thing as well. <laughs> Two single moms, different backgrounds, but you know. How, you know, trying to get through life. It's just, you know, if anyone's yeah. listening who has that, right. you know, ability to give us a TV show, we'll, we'll do yeah. it. Yeah, plug it, sis. I ain't even bad <laughs> at that. <laughs> but you, what did you do to celebrate the election? Well, I went for a walk uh, at a park nearby before I found out. Um, I just wanted fresh. It was like a beautiful day Saturday here. Yeah, I was out for a run. And then people just start screaming and yelling. Yeah, I was like, I was running like, they clapping for the, the, uh, the essential workers this early. And then I realized like everybody, and I was like, and then the dude was on his phone. I said, oh, did they get the results for the election? He was like, yeah. And I said, oh, okay. So the whole way home, people had bells. They was honking horns. They was going crazy. I was like, oh, this is a good day to run. It was distracting more than encouraging though, but I, I stayed, I stuck to the run. <laughs> But that's how it was for you. Everybody started going wild. Um, well, in, in, in not exactly at the park. People, some people were smiling, but I, I sat down. I, so I got a text from my friend and she was so excited. She's like, Biden won, Biden won. And I, I took a seat just to take it in. I was yeah. so happy. But the neighborhood I was walking in, I think is more divided than it should be. Yeah, so I was kind of looking at people's faces as they walked by, trying to see who, how they voted. <laughs> yeah, 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 to see what they were going. Certain people were just, you know, eluding joy, and other people weren't. So I was like, oh. Um, mm. But then I went online. I was like on Twitter and everything, and I was looking at the celebrations happening around the world, and I was like, well, that's already so telling, mm. you know, and. There was someone on Twitter where they were like, there was a Republican on Twitter that said something like, notice how even though we lost, we're not rioting or whatever. And then someone responded so beautifully. Yeah, someone responded so beautifully saying, you lost an election, not a life. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. And I was like, exactly. And then there there were some Republicans posting pictures of their guns. as Oh, wow. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying all Republicans are there, obviously, but that is just right. a whole other level of concerning. And I was like, if Corona could only get those people, the ones showing off their guns, 
<laughs> that'd be real nice. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I still, it still boggles my mind when people hear Black Lives Matter and then respond to All Lives Matter. Um, Cause that's what Black Lives Matter means. And I feel like I've had to say that for years and it just doesn't mm -hmm. hit certain people. Black Lives Not Matter is not anti-white. It's pro stop fucking killing innocent black people. Mm -hmm. So the people who respond that way, I was telling my friends yesterday, cause when, um, when the protests were, were happening constantly, I was gonna organize one at the mall nearby. And I texted one of my friends from childhood about it. And she goes, I think it's awful what's happening to the police officers. And I remember just responding. So I guess you won't be at the protest. <laughs> like, Cause I'm not gonna even get into it at that at this point with that person. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know what to say because it feels so ignorant to me. And I've wasted so much energy in those arguments um, that I'm like, you either get it or you don't. Um, no one wants, no one's saying they're against all police officers, but we're against the systemic part of innocent black people dying. Like it, it doesn't, I don't know. I've just learned to not waste my energy there at this point and to keep putting my energy yeah. into things like Biden and control. Yeah. yeah. Like I went out, I voted. Yeah. And I do have some Republican friends that are beautiful people and I'll have conversations with them, but they're just more about me saying what I believe from a place where I'm not trying to force them to change. It's more like, well, let's have a good conversation and you either fuck with what I'm saying or you don't. But I think trying to force mm -hmm. anyway, just makes someone defensive. So, um, yeah, my mother always told me those conversations were difficult to have religion, uh, politics, you know, and money. <laughs> those are but difficult I used to conversations. Try to do that. Yeah, I used mm -hmm. to, you know, like get into conflicts a lot about that. And I get, even when I became vegetarian years ago, which I'm no yeah. longer vegetarian, as you know. Um, oh, you eat meat now? Yeah. Some, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I just got judgment, I think, from Amina, but that's okay. No, I just didn't understand why you was doing so good. Well, I had been vegetarian for like 20 something years and my body was feeling it. I hate to say that, um, but it was craving meat for the first time in a long time. And I finally listened. Um, I found myself recently craving mostly vegetarian stuff now. Um, every now and then I'll crave something with meat in it, but that's shifted again, where I'm like, the things that I'm really wanting are vegetarian. So I've done a lot of healing work to try to listen to my body. Um, yeah. So when it was really saying like, you need to eat some meat, I did it, you know, okay. I feel- But it's not something you do all the time, every day. No, but for a while I was, when I started eating it again, my body was like, it'd been so long. My body was like needing it. And now it's like, I don't want to say I just quenched that thirst because I think I needed certain vitamins I wasn't getting. I think right. I had you to- vampire? <laughs> yeah. 
I quenched that thirst. Okay. <laughs> okay, Edward. <laughs> well, you know, I love I love me some Twilight. So yeah, that doesn't I do too, No, I know. I do too. <laughs> I say it in jest. Okay, I sparkled, you know. Right. I know, Twilight. girl. I should watch that. It's been a minute. I, I read those books. I was so in. Me too. Um Damn, I wish I could hang with you. So yeah, how's but, your life been with Corona? What's it like in Manhattan now? Girl, Manhattan never closed. That's what I feel like. Well, I got it out of Dodge in the beginning. Um, he, you know, Cuomo shut down. I think that Sunday we got the note that it was school was going to be closed on Monday. Um, and then my sisters came and got me that Tuesday. And um, I left for like seven weeks. And then I was like, okay, I'll go back home. And they was like, you won't get it in events. Uh, but everybody was like, New York is depressing right now. And then I got back and they was having block parties. Like I would, I tried to go running every time of the day to see when people weren't outside, right? So I was like, all right, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I got up to go running. They out. I was like, all right, let me try like a 11 a.m. They out. I'm like, all right, let me go running at night, 10 p.m., 11 p.m. They, everybody's been out, yeah. So, um, I mean, businesses haven't been able to thrive because, you know, things are closed. So you've seen a lot of, you know, stores closing and, you know, I, I try to go to my nail spot. They, they gone. So you have, you see stuff like that, but I feel like people just been kind of trying to make the best of it. Uh, that's where I've been at it, at with it now before I was kind of like losing my mind. But now I've just been like, you know what, since I'm home. So right now I'm eating uh, plant-based for six weeks because I'm cleaning out my gut. So, um, and then I've been waking up. I ran five miles this morning, uh, did yoga. Yeah, so now I've just kind of been like appreciating the time that I have home and just seeing how, um, how productive I can be when it comes to, um, you know, this this time that I'm spending. Uh, but I feel like Mama Rail has definitely made a shift and I'm way more positive than before. I kind of lost my mind, but you know, I'm also in therapy. I'm also performing again. You know, uh, my son also is going to school. So there are parts of my life that has kind of still been normalized. But when it was shut down, that was just, that was a bit much to, to take on. I, that, that, I wasn't prepared for that at all. Mm -mm. I think it's crazy that comedy clubs in Manhattan are not allowed to open, but restaurants can be somewhat open because a comedy club is a restaurant with a mic stand in it. Um, so my problem with that is just how political all of the decision-making is because Disney World's open, Six Flags, Great Adventure was open this summer. It's like, who's making these decisions as to what Zorny business- Park. Exactly. Right. So it's because I know I have a friend around here who has a restaurant and it's bullcrap. It's like they're not caring about certain people's livelihoods while allowing other people's businesses to keep going. And, you know, like yeah. the Dorney Six Flags decision has to be about who they know, the owners of those things, you know. So um, I'm hoping comedy clubs do fully open obviously they can do the protocols 
and, you know, distance people, you know, whatever they need yeah, to do. Yeah, and I performed but. with my mask on. I performed several times with, with a light mask on. People keep their mask on. If they're eating or drinking, they pull it down to do that, but they pull it right back up for other reasons, for those other reasons. But um, I, I, you know, that's, that's why, um, you know, my feelings about the whole thing are, you know, just a little flexible. It's not so strict on one end because everybody's like, oh, but people can die. And then it's like, but we have the trains open, schools are back open. So who's choosing these risk factors based on what? And why is people still being able to capitalize off something that is, you know, such a hindrance or inconvenience, right? So it just doesn't seem like it's really leveled on any kind of playing field, but um, I've just been trying to mind my business and do do what I can do, seriously. Yeah, and I think that's also for me why I am happy about Democrats winning because I think we need to start taking care of each other more. No one, in my opinion, should worry about being homeless, not eating, not having proper education. Like there are certain things that every human should not be concerned with. You know, mm-hmm. we have to be able to take care of each other. And when you have certain businesses being allowed to continue and then certain businesses where the government's saying, well, we don't really care if you go bankrupt. Oh, really? That's your whole livelihood. You've put 10, 20, 30 years of your life into that. Sorry. You're showing once again that the government will take care about certain people will take, you know, take care of certain people. And then other people, once again, sorry, we don't give a fuck about you. And I know that this is preaching to the choir for you, you know, but there are many communities throughout our country where we don't even care if they have clean water, you know? Um, it, it's it's devastating, but I hope that we wake up and I hope that Corona and everything is waking people up to the fact of like, hey, did you not like feeling that scared? You know, cause it's put people in a certain um, unknown that maybe before always felt secure, you know? And it's I, like, oh, you didn't like knowing if you were going to be able to pay your rent or feed your family or yourself. Well, how do you think it feels for anyone to feel that way? Mm -hmm. And only because they were born in a certain area or because their skin's a certain color. We have enough money and enough resources in this world to make sure that everyone is taken care of. And no one wants to be homeless. Do you know what I mean? Like, I hate that mentality of like, oh, we'll just get out of that. When you're born into a certain situation, it's not that easy. So it's really not that hard to say, you know what, maybe we should care about every soul and um, not to get into abortion because I don't want to go into it, but for someone to be pro-life, but then to not care about the humans that are already breathing and living, it doesn't add up. Um, Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, if you want to be pro-life because you care about souls, cool, but then care about souls, you know, don't just care until they're born. Like, let's take care of each other. It has to be, um, just, I think we all have to be steeped in love. So I I do feel like, and I I know that the democratic party is not perfect. I know anytime something is- I was about to start singing. I was about to start singing. (laughs) Love, love, live. (laughs) It benefits. Well, I feel like you need a 
You need a peace rally and a and a concert behind behind this speech you're giving right now. What you been going through? So what's been going on? <laughs> um. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You've been arguing with all, a lot of people back and forth. No, I've just been doing a lot of thinking, you know, well, different things have been going on for me. One is I've battled Lyme disease since my early twenties and I get flare ups and, um, some days my headaches are so bad that all I can do is lay down and think about suffering in general because I'm in such a deep place of suffering in those moments that I think about mm-hmm. um, why is suffering here? Why is life, why is that built into life anyway? Um, where is this trying to push me? Cause I'm a woman of faith. So I connect to God, universe, goddess, whatever you want to call that. And I'm like, what, what am I being pushed to learn? And I just think about suffering in general and that so many people think it's supposed to be a part of life. And I don't think it has to be. I think we can be kinder to ourselves and to each other and care enough about ourselves and each other that we find a new way to navigate life where we can actually be peaceful um, and not this dog eat dog mentality. So I have been going through that. And then when I worry about my own life, where's it going? You know, am I supposed to be a full on comedian? Am I supposed to be a full on healer? Am I supposed to go in a whole other direction? When I question my own life and feel that fear, I'm like, I don't think this fear is supposed to be as heavy as persistent for anyone. Why can't we all be born into a world where we're taught abundance is here for all of us? Not in a way where someone's supposed to have all of the abundance and then someone's supposed to have nothing that's parasitic energy. So I have been doing a lot of thinking of why do we do this to each other? Why aren't we trying to rebuild? And I know a lot of us are trying to rebuild this, but I'm like, why, why isn't everyone on board for building a life where none of us have to be fearful of where our next meal is coming from? Can I, you know, pay rent? We should be taking care of each other a lot more and not um, basing anything on 
skin color or any of that. It should just really be love. You're a human or you're just a being. Cause I think animal rights are important too, you know, but it's like, let me be kind. Let me be a compassionate presence. So, and honestly, at this point, anyone who wants to be steeped in hate, I'm like, bye, whatever bye means. Bye. We're, we're trying to create a new earth. A lot of us. So, so people who want to be steeped and I get to have everything and you don't get to have anything. I have no compassion. I have no sympathy for beings who are steeped in that really negative, awful energy. So that, that is where I've been at. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I wish you guys could have seen Amina's face. I thought I just said something really beautiful. She made me feel so stupid. That's also why no, I love her. I'm not, no, I'm not trying to make you feel stupid. I just, okay. I mean, you know, go off. Do you think? <laughs> I really don't have any feedback. I'll also say this too, actually. I feel like I had a very privileged life in, in some ways um, and lived a very cookie cutter life. Like I thought my life was supposed to be, I become an art teacher. I get married. I have a kid. Like I was kind of primed to have a very basic life. And when I became an art teacher and it didn't satisfy me. And when my marriage blew up in the way it did, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I was a person who I never judged on race but I judged, um, I just thought my life was going to be a certain cookie cutter way. And then when it kind of went off the rails a little bit and, um, I became who I truly am. Um, I look back and I just, I'm like, wow, people who, who judge or think that life's supposed to be a certain thing, they're just wrong. It's not that simple. Um, it's not that easy. It's not that fairy tale. So I also think that I got judged. I think I got judged by people I went to high school with. I think I got judged by the comedy community. I felt very judged in a way where I was never used to that. I was very popular in high school. Um, I wasn't happy on the inside, but I lived a very basic life in a sense. And then when I felt like I was on the outside and was the one getting judged for certain things, it it made me go, oh, wow. Um, there should be a space for anyone to be able to become who they fully want to be and not have to be who everyone thinks they yes. should. And I just don't judge. Especially anyone. when you're not hurting, not when you're not hurting people. That's that's the important part. Because, you know, some people take that and they, they try to run a marathon and it's like, whoa, 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 you know? Yeah. You just trying yeah, to be so- your full potential self and not, you know, harm other people. Yes. Yes. Um, but it really showed me like to never judge anyone's path, like anyone Mm -hmm. who struggled with any kind of addictions. Um, it's so easy for someone to, to be on the outside looking in and be like, Oh, I, that would never happen to me. And, um, I just don't think that's true. 
I think. Yeah, everyone, I don't like when people say that. When they are right, I wouldn't do that. It's like you don't know what you would do. You don't. You don't know if it hits you how hurt, how hard it's gonna feel. If you gonna bleed, cry, kick a scream. So, but I wanted to ask, what was mom disease? I'm sorry about my ignorance, but uh, what is you know? I got eczema, but I don't know what Lyme disease is. Oh my god, I love you so much. I'm sorry you have eczema, by the way, because um, that actually can be really hard to live with. It depends on, I think the extremity of the case, but some people it really can. Yeah. I mean, fun fact, last month, last month in October was eczema awareness month. Also breast cancer awareness month, which is, is problematic for me, but just fun fact. <laughs> fun fact, if you didn't know. They can share the month. It's okay with me. Let's put a... Uh... Okay. But I also don't have eczema, so. If I had cancer, I'd be like, if you don't get your fresh ass skin. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um, yeah, Lyme disease, it's, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's, it, it's transmitted through ticks. Um, you get bit okay. by a tick. And it's actually crazy because there's a conspiracy theory that I don't think is really a conspiracy. I think it adds up where... There was an island off of Lyme, Connecticut um, that it came off of, but what was going on in this island were different tests by the government. They were like putting different things into ticks that they were gonna release to other countries. Um, like they were mixing things like um, measles and rubella, I might be mixing up, but like really messed up diseases. They were mixing in ticks to try to like make biological warfare and then the ticks were on a boat and came to Lyme so they bombed us <laughs> they so but I I really think that that panned out I researched it a little bit and I'm like oh wow so Lyme disease may really well, I'm be just saying cool. how so there there are ticks in your body period is that just how it works or the tick the tick bites you and then I believe the tick falls off and then sometimes it leaves like a bullseye rash on your body. I never saw that rash. The way I found out I had it like 20 years ago, my fingers started swelling up where they thought I had gout, but I was like, I don't even eat meat. So they did the Lyme disease test and it came out positive. And for the most part through the 20 years that I've had it, it hasn't done much negatively. I, I went on the antibiotics. They had to put me on like six months of antibiotics back then till you get a negative test. For the most part, I think I'm okay. It has affected me here and there, but then there've been some horrific flare ups cause it never really goes away. It just goes dormant. Oh, it so never goes away, ago, got it. Three years ago it flared up and it felt like a knife went through my leg and I couldn't walk for two weeks. Um, and then wow. this time, it's coming through in headaches, which is also common. So um, I, I see diseases, at least that one for me in this spiritual way, I try to learn from it. I'm like, okay, I gotta treat my body as sensitively as it's asking me to. I cannot push it. I'm not in control. Cause your mind goes, you should be doing a full eight hour day of work. And I'm like, if I push it, I get such a crippling headache that I, it, it's like a nightmare. So it's really pushed me into acceptance, surrender, you know, um, but, but yeah, so, so the Lyme disease, Lyme disease sucks and it's very, very common. 
I know someone who thinks it's transmitted sexually. That has not been proven at all because I researched that because this person thought I may have transmitted it to them sexually. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So I had to research. I was like, shit, you know? Um, but that, that has not been proven at all. Also, we, I believe we have different strains of it. Um, so that wouldn't make sense, but, uh, but you never know, you never know. Right. Um, if it were transmitted sexually, a lot of people would be screwed because a lot of people raw dogging it out there. But, um, yeah, so yeah, that's Lyme disease. It sucks ass. And I know a decent amount of people who have it. And it all depends on when you catch it. Like if it's in your system and you catch it late, you could really get messed up. If you catch it early, normally it's easier to cure. So that's, sorry if I'm boring you, that's Lyme disease. Girl, you know, I mean, I don't, you don't know, but usually I be napping. I take a, I'm a nap a day person. I used to try to fight it, but now, now I don't even fight it. It's like, I want to nap every day. Oh, I take a nap every day. I think naps are very, very healthy. And I've learned Listen, to accept naps. Yeah, you start going crazy and thinking, all, it's just like, you're just tired, just rest. You just need a rest, that's it. It's not even all what you're making it be. It's just, you need to lay down, that's it. So. Um, have you been dating? This is more of a conversation one-on-one that I shouldn't be asking on a podcast. This should have been like a cat up last week. <laughs> well, that's funny because I was going to ask you the same thing. And then I said, you know what? Wait till after the podcast <laughs> to ask for that. And you didn't, right? We, so that's crazy. You know, we, we're, you know, we're, definitely, so we're definitely on the same page, but we just handled it different. No, I am dating. Um, it's, it's, it's stupid, but uh, I'm glad that I'm in a space that I know what I want. I know what I deserve. Um, so I'm not settling. Um, I'm not dealing with the bullshit and I'm, you know, being smarter about it. So I haven't physically went out on a date since September uh, because I'm not leaving my house and getting cute, <laughs> you know, unless I know that it's, it's potentially worth it. And it's something that I'm really going to enjoy. So I've just been having FaceTime calls and a lot of, you know, phone conversations and uh, I guess you say virtual dates. And uh, it's been interesting. I've been meeting some characters, but um, I'm glad that it's from the comforts of my home. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people don't know what to do in terms of dating with Corona, you know, because if you go on a date from like Tinder, you know, and then you kiss, it's like, well, there you go. If one of right. you has something, you know. Um, did you see the the new Bachelorette, by the way? Oh, I did. I did. She's a little young, 30, tenderoni. Look at her. And all her pictures were like, and I was like, oh. Are you talking about the new girl stepping in, Tasha? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know her name specifically, but uh, <laughs> someone, somebody I follow posted up and then I went through her page. And was just looking at how perfect all her pictures were. And then I had to move on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tisha, the new girl coming in, is gorgeous. I'm curious to see how she does. Because what happened was, did you not know about Claire and Dale? No, what happened? 
Okay, so I'll fill you in and any listeners because I don't expect everyone to have watched The Bachelorette. But what happened was Claire was picked for The Bachelorette. She's 39, which I liked. I liked that they chose an older... Yeah, because she reminded me of her and what you were saying because she came in saying like, I know what I want. I know I'm not going to settle for. You know, I've lived life. I'm here. I'm ready for this. And she was right, but a lot of people didn't like her because she fell in love with the with this guy immediately, Dale Moss. Gorgeous. I mean, what a hunk of a man. And um, they ended the season two weeks in because she she was already madly in love and he loved her and she just couldn't do it. I appreciate I it. I love that. I love that. I love that. They like you. We need more episodes. She's like, well, you gonna follow us for the rest of our lives? We are gonna make this a reality show? She knew. She knew, she knew, and like, she couldn't keep. She couldn't go on, and like, the dudes were starting to get mad. Like, they were about to riot because she was like, Dale, 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 Dale. And you gotta look them up because you'll see Dale. So did did her and Dale end up together? Yeah, he proposed. They're still together. I love them, but she was getting a lot of hate um, from social media. Oh my goodness. Listen, when you, I really do believe when you know, you know, I'm a firm believer in it. I'm never going to judge someone and be like, but no, you can't get more episodes if you don't want no more episodes. Yes. People got some nerve. Tasha's coming in to replace Claire. Oh, with the other bachelors. Yes, with the ones that were about to riot. So now she's coming in, which I love too, because I liked oh, her from Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, so. she was from another, she was from another show. She was from like when it was a bachelor. Oh, is that yeah, how they choose the on, bachelorettes? She okay, got you. There was there was a dude, Colton, and she was like top three, but then Colton ended it before hometown dates because he fell in love with this girl, Cassie, which I was all about. Um, but then she was also in like bachelor, something bachelor in paradise. Taisha was also. So, um, and I love that stuff. I love, I think we all want love. Who doesn't want intimacy? Who doesn't want mind blowing sex? The whole thing, you know? So I love watching stuff. Um, but no, I was really into, and I still am. I'm into Claire and Dale. Cause I think it's that thing when you know, you know, and even if you have go off Claire, Yeah, telling you what you gotta do. She, yeah, she was, I I really am into both of them, but I could not get over the hate um, that they were facing. But I think sometimes real love gets hate. I think. um, Yeah, because people are miserable and they're jealous. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that makes sense. That's, it's just hilarious to me though. Claire, you better get your Dale. What's his name? Dale. Yeah, I love it. I love it, girl. Yeah. So uh I I could fill you in on my my love stuff, but uh my dude, he's been on the podcast. I've been podcasting with him and my friend John. So John was our good friend from uh middle school, and John's a comedian here in the Philly area. So me, me, John, and CG, we've been all podcasting and it's it's amazing. So what I love about CG is he's not, obviously, he's not a comedian, right? He doesn't do stand-up like we've done. And stand-up does something to someone. It, you know, <laughs> it does. I think it's good for most people. 
to get up, find your voice, but um, you build a certain muscle of almost not caring, right? Mm-hmm. But what I love about CG is for me, he takes it to a new level. He really, in a good way, doesn't care. He's authentic. He'll say stuff. And I think he pushes me to be more real because I think even on stage and on my podcast, I try to be authentic. It's not like I try to be fake, but there are certain things that I still get that nerdy PC of like, you know, I am in my head a lot. How will people take this? Is this going to hurt? Yeah. How should you say it? And he just, he's a really good soul and a good hearted human, but he doesn't give a fuck. And it's inspiring for me. Like last, the last podcast somehow, well, we were talking about Halloween movies and he brought up Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know if you guys had this rumor about her, but he was like, there was this rumor when we were in middle school that she was a hermaphrodite. So, so we started talking about hermaphrodites and he was saying some hilarious shit, but in my head the whole time I was like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, and I will say, since we're on this topic, cause I was wrong about something I said on it. Cause I thought that if you're born with both a penis and a vagina, that the doctors had to decide pretty quickly which way they're gonna go. I did some research cause I felt bad after saying certain things. Nowadays, if you're born with both parts, they kind of want you to reach adolescence before deciding which one, because they want to see that what what the individual um, relates to, which gender yeah. that they feel that they are more. So that feels so much more right than what I said. So if I did offend anyone, I didn't yeah. read it. But that's, so how common is that? How common is that to happen in the world? Honestly, I don't know, but I think when I... I think when I Googled, it said one in a thousand, which is kind of more common than I thought. Um, But I can Google that right now. Um, (laughs) um, Sorry, I should have had this if I was going to bring it up. But would you date someone with both? Amina? Um. I lost her. She's Googling with me. Would you date someone? Yeah, I'm, I'm Googling with you. Um, it said, I can't, I can't, com- I can't confirm or deny that. It says one in about 1500 to one in 2000. So that's, that's not too uncommon. Um, I mean, I think gender is just an interesting thing in general. Like what makes someone a woman? What makes someone a man? Because a lot of it's hormones and you know so I really I really don't ever want to offend anyone because I'm really of like do you like if you're born with both and you want to keep both parts for your whole life and you own that like I think that's a tough question to that's a tough question to answer like the what would you do part I mean I have preferences now that um you know you know, I don't even want to date a man with three kids, right? You know, because it's, it's just the complication things of what you want to deal with. But also, I don't want to, like, shame someone into feeling like, oh, because you have three kids, you're less than, right? So for me, preference now-wise, I don't think that would kind of fit into an idea of what I want in my person. But I really don't know, you know, you, you know, how many situations China? you... 
Yeah, yeah, but also how many times you would come into across a situation where you're like, oh, I've never thought I would be in this position and here I am. So um, that's why I say it's a tough question and I can't confirm and deny. But like right now also, like I don't want to date someone who's five, six. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, where, where do we, you know, what, what do we call it? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a fair response. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to find the balance for, for me on the podcast on stage, because sometimes if I'm with a friend who fully gets me, I can say something really fucking nasty. It's not mean hearted. It's just like when no one else is listening, um, I'll joke about murder sometimes suicide in a certain way that I wouldn't be as free to do when it's going out to a lot of people. But also ignorance is funny. Like when someone's being ignorant, when they say ignorant things, it could also sometimes be hilarious, right? Especially when you know that, that you know what that person heart is, right? So yeah. sometimes, unfortunately, we're, when we're in the public eye, when we're on stage, when we're podcasting, you know, when we're around strangers, it could be taken completely out of context. Uh, and so, you know, you gotta, you gotta choose wisely where you speak. And we've seen a lot of comedians who had huge followings say the wrong thing, say something offensive and that you, you'll get a mob coming after you. And some of them really deserve it. Some of them don't deserve it. Some people you're like, calm down, but some people you're like, oh yeah, that was, that was a rough one. Um, And I never want to be on the receiving end of that for two reasons. I just don't want selfishly that energy but then also i i legitimately don't want to hurt people so yeah it's an interesting thing and you're doing it right i mean as long as your intentions are uh to not hurt people and just be better in general i think that um you'll prevail you you will and and even when people come for you because they know who you are because they've heard you on the podcast because they've seen your growth they're like oh no, no 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 i could i could speak up and, and say, you know, and, and call a character witness, you know, on behalf of Kate. I call Amina Imani to the stand. She's going under the bus. Her. I don't know her. I've never <laughs> seen this woman in my life. That's my twin sister. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. So it sounds like you and your boo are doing good. So that's good. Y'all podcasting together. That sounds like a strong, solid situation. Yeah, I'm podcasting been... with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll keep you. I'll keep you updated um, on that. I guess not on a podcast, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess we can we can wrap this up. Sorry if it, it was like half podcast, half a phone call that people got to listen to, but that's why I called invasion of privacy. It was supposed to be like listeners could listen in to conversations, you know, and then Cardi went and named her album it and had a really successful album. Are you, are you texting right now, Amina? What are you doing? Um, don't do that. So you said up. wrap up and, and I was like, let me look at the time. And I was like, yeah, I gave you an hour, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I already said we're wrapping it up. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I was, can I multitask? Don't do that. <laughs> And if anyone really wealthy is listening to this podcast and wants to sponsor okay. a web series, because because I really enjoy the wealthy part. Yeah, 
<laughs> I really enjoyed making videos with you. Um, so if anyone, if anyone wants more Kate and Amina's, I'm down. I just want us to have some money to get, I need to invest in some good cameras. You know what I mean? Pay someone to edit. My sister, my sister said she was feeling down like a month or so ago. She told me she went and watched all the videos. Oh, I usually do that if I'm, if I need a little pick me up. I rewatched I, I look, I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe that was me. Like just so innocent. So fresh, green eye, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I remember making that being like, this is so fun. Like, I wonder, I wonder how long till it's a TV show. Like we were new in comedy. <laughs> but no, they're, I think they're really good videos. I do. And I, I rewatched them because I sent CG the bodega one and he's a tough critic. He will not say something's funny if it's not, you know? And he, he loved it and thought you were freaking hilarious. I think it's what made me reach out to you and be like, well, I had already asked you to podcast with me a couple months ago, but I was like, yeah. you are one of the funniest people walking the earth and you've got a good heart. And I was like, I need, yeah, I need, I need to meet Aww. an energy. Thank so you, Kate. Um, he was loving it. And I, I had, I binged all of them and I was like, these are good. These are good. I would totally do more. And we're so, it, this was like, years and years ago you weren't a mom yet shane was young when mm -hmm. we did those videos now we can have single mom stuff for both of us in there and yeah we can do a lot so anyone anyone who wants that throw us throw us some money to make it. i know because i got stories my sister just wrote a book he wrote a little book over here he'd be giving me homework the adventures of speedy <laughs> oh I oh, know so his handwriting is pretty impressive. But look at him! Just oh my god, that's his handwriting. And and that man wake up every day. Did you read it? Did you read it? Did you read? I'm like, so I finally read it today, and I'm just dying laughing. Yeah, I know. Nasir is seriously such a special soul. I haven't gotten to see him in a while, but um, I love that boy, and it's because you're such a good mom, and you let him be who he Thank is, you, but you also discipline him well too. Um, so, and anyone who wants to go on Amina's Instagram, and then you can plug whatever you want to, but you can see beautiful pictures of her and her son. What is your Instagram? Instagram is Amina Imani. Actually, yeah, that's everything on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter. I like tweeting, uh, my website, Amina Imani. You can go on my website, check out old episodes of my podcast, Wine Before Nine, um, Hopefully I'll sit down and, and get some new episodes up. And then I have another podcast called uh, Six Foot Nothing Podcast. So it's on there as well. So uh, just go and check that out and then just stay tuned. Yeah. And check out, go on YouTube and look up Kate and Amina. And if you can't yes. find it for some reason, we'll put in Kate and Amina Bodega. That'll pop up and then you'll get the link to the whole thing. Because I, I have uh, not given on us yeah, working together yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point. You never know. Um, for people who want to follow me on Instagram, whatever, at the Kate Wolf, if you want a healing, kwolf27 at gmail.com. And thank you so much, my beautiful friend, um, for coming on. You're awesome. Thanks for having me.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 